viu rico namorar pobre? Happy 10th episode of Say La Tizzle! 10! 10! What? 9! 8! 7! 6! 5! 4! 3! 2! 1! fuck was that you guys that was a fucking mess all right okay first of all was it not just because you have indigestion doesn't mean you have to get on to us wow (laughs) clear that up between you and god don't try to come over here and take it out on us we ate healthy this weekend so we feel right quote from sherry earlier she goes i think that i ate a rock (laughs) fuck you guys like all the way down fuck you guys okay that's fine a bitch is a bitch is a bitch we know who we are Mm. I'm a top. Um, Did anyone ask? <laughs> Did anyone ask? Nah, <laughs> we said a bitch is a bitch. But it's Happy Pride Month. Woo! Week. Great deflection. Wow. <laughs> totally true. Since it is Pride Month, we're doing a Pride episode <laughs> because, you know, we have a member of the LGBTQ community. Yes, Sherry. And two allies. Me and Amanda. Yay, it hurts Sherry. so much to laugh and I want to, but... Sherry's gay as shit. She is. I'm so happy. <laughs> She's here. She's queer. She's ready to Probably. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, but before we get into that, did anybody watch anything or see anything cool? Yes. Okay. Um... Oh, no, I forgot. You forgot yours? I, hold on. You, you go. Lame. You go. Okay, <laughs> the momentum just fell flat. Like, I was eager to hear what you had to say, and it was fucking nothing. Okay, I'll go first then. Um, Shane had recommended a podcast to me way back in the day that I totally forgot to listen to until this week. It is called Uncover, and it is about the Nexium cult, and I am, like, Wild. deep. I'm deep into it. There was a point yesterday that I had pulled into my apartment complex and stayed in my car for like an additional 20 minutes because I needed to finish the mm-hmm. episode. Because mm. it's, it's crazy. It's good shit. I definitely recommend it. If you have not heard it or you don't know anything about the Nexium cult, it's wild. Spoiler alert, there's sex involved. There's branding involved. It's wild. And you're not talking marketing. Like, oh, I'm not, girl. <laughs> I'm not talking no. marketing. <laughs> talking that good old fashioned slavery brand. Ooh. Um, um. Wow. Ooh. Well, speaking of things that have warning, sex involved. HBO premiered Euphoria this past oh, weekend. Yes. With Zendaya. Yeah. Love. Did you watch it? Yes. It's fantastic. It's, it's really, really good. It's just really, really intense. It is. She <laughs> but, did say that on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And it is. She. It's. It's wild. But she's very good in it. Um. I think it's a really important topic that needs to be discussed. It's visually incredible Beautiful. it's so pretty like uh, i think I'm, I'm really excited yeah maybe um, but no i'm really excited to to see where they go with it because I, I loved the first episode of it do you guys did you guys ever watch the movie 13 mm-hmm. yeah okay it like kind Kristen of stewart. gives me those vibes that's not Kristen no, wait. stewart yeah evan rachel wood oh wait no which was the one that 
Oh, Candy I'm Brew? thinking of no. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of the Runaways. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, of. the Runaways. Never mind. With she Dakota Fanning and her her. right. No, Evan no. Rachel Wood. Thirteen. It kind of gives me thirteen vibes in a sense that it's like about teenagers, but it's like not for teenagers at all. But I it's like very I was, well, I There was a, a thing I read that where someone was saying that they were watching it like with, like it was a mom and she was like, I watched this with my like son who's a senior in high school and he said like a lot of this is actually pretty accurate to like, the kids at school that he goes school with and I was like holy shit makes sense like Ugh, kids it's are so crazy. advanced this day it's these crazy. days we need to protect our babies oh my god it's the problem they're not babies anymore they've been thrust into adulthood a lot faster than even what we had to go through right Instagram is rough it's crazy like I think back to some of the things that people were doing when I was in high school and that shit was crazy can you imagine so I know a lot of kids these days who have people that have committed suicide like in their grade. That never happened to me. Can you imagine? No, that's That's insane. crazy. That's crazy. Poor little babies. Mm. Sad. But it is a really great show. It is. I can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah, me too. I will say, I think it's, I was talking to some people at work today about it, and it's, it's doing such a good job right now of walking that, like, really fine line before it crosses into, like, gratuitous mm-hmm. stuff. And I hope it continues to walk that line because I think it's important to. But... I just hope that it never crosses that and becomes like gratuitous, mm-hmm. like nudity and sex, because like then it's gonna start having the opposite message. Yeah, why. it's just gonna <laughs> like, which it, yeah, and I'm excited though. I think it's gonna be really good. I agree. My turn. Uh, mine is really quick. It's just you know a quick rest in peace to Gloria Vanderbilt. Oh um, yes. Right, Anderson Cooper's mom. Um, may she rest in peace, the Jean Queen. And that's really it. I love Gloria Vanderbilt. What a class act. Love him. May she rest mm-hmm. in peace. Okay, so on the day that we are recording this. Speaking of rest in peace. Yeah, speaking of people who have, whose souls have left their body. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> on the day we are recording this, Tuesday, Taylor Swift released her video for You Need to Calm no, Down. She didn't release it today. Yes, she did. What? She yeah. did. Today? It was today or yesterday. I saw it yesterday. Maybe it was last night. Also, for everybody watching, it was... So, it was. it's Monday. Oh, it was Monday. Yeah. Oh, fine. Either it way, it's been about 24 whole hours of misery because <laughs> her video came out on whatever the fuck day, and I watched it today, and man, oh man, do I have a lot to say. You know what I have to say? You need to calm down, okay? Stop stepping on our gowns. Taylor Swift's lyrics are written <laughs> by the fifth graders on Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Like, I'm not even joking. <laughs> that show's not even on Don't do the fifth graders like that. <laughs> Don't do Those it. Those are some smart kids. The yes, lyrics in her songs are so ridiculously elementary. I would love to do a reading of just just a stanza. Give me a Oh, I'm excited. Reading. Yeah, try your best to put some substance into it. I know it'll be hard, but... You're not somebody that I want to know. You're coming at my friends like a missile. Why are you so mad when you could be glad? Oh, no. You didn't hear that? Sunshine on the street at the Uh. pool. But you would rather be in the dark ages. Making Uh. that sign must have taken all night. You need to just take several seats and then try to restore the peace. And control your urges to scream about all the people you hate. Because Shade never made anybody less gay. Okay, I'm not even going to read anymore because to me, it's just giving life to this fucking monster, this monstrosity of a song. 
what in the fuck is wrong with her? I just want to know how, what type of magic potion did she fucking drink that lets Crack. her do whatever and people literally fall at her feet? I don't understand. This gives me the same feeling that Bangers Miley Cyrus gave me. The reason, well, at least Bangers had some good songs. I'll admit, at least Bangers had some good songs. Like, Mike Will made it, hooked it up. He was in the, oh, yes. he was in the studio cooking. Do my thing. Oh. Miss Piggy was in the shop for Taylor Swift's song. <laughs> I didn't know Miss Piggy was a music producer, but I guess so. I just, the audacity of someone to take something that is a very serious thing, a very serious topic. Sexual identity is a very serious thing that a lot of people struggle with and turn it into this bubblegum lollipop money-making machine. I think that is really rude. My <laughs> thing is, I think that if, I think if it was this, I think the video is the problem for me. The song itself, while the lyrics are like elementary, like. I don't mind the message of the song. I don't mind the direction the song is going. I have a problem with the video. So I'm going to fight you later on this. I'm going to fight you right now. So <laughs> I would have no problem with the message of the song if this same person, Taylor Swift, didn't take the stance on being somebody who people are trying to silence her whole entire life, right? So she literally became an explosive phenomenon when Taylor, when Kanye West was like, I'll let you finish, but let me get the mic. So how are you going to make a song? And the chorus is, you need to calm down. You're being too loud. When your entire platform was on having the ability to speak your mind. That is a straight up motherfucking contradiction Russia. i'm not even I don't that give smart enough of a fuck about taylor swift to like really even but that was her entire platform as an That's artist true. like That's how true. the fuck did you just release the song that is the exact opposite of what you were promoting well i saw somebody say a thing today it was like this the music video is essentially like a bunch of reaction gifs like thrown into one video essentially <laughs> like that's kind of what it looks like it looks i mean it is all popularity and it's all like what's hot in gay culture right now and let's throw it at the forefront which is exactly what Katy Perry did whenever she went and performed on SNL and did Swish yep. Swish Bish and like had these great value brand drag queens like up at the front like doing all this like absolute nonsense because she wanted to become a gay icon because that was what was in at the moment and like that's just kind of what a lot of this feels like right now, and that's where I have a problem with the video. So it's pandering. Let's let's call it what it is: appropriation, cultural appropriation. And that's, that's I feel the, the caucasity. I feel the same way, Sherry. I feel as a cisgendered straight person, I am happy to partake in the fun, but I'm not taking ownership of that narrative. I'm just not like. Would you like to remove yourself from that narrative? I wouldn't Some like to say. remove myself from the narrative. That's a Taylor Swift quote. See, this is how much I know. This is how relevant this bitch is. Oh, that was like she was at the at the awards, and it was during the whole like I think it was. uh, Don't quote me, but it was like the during the Kanye West shit that was uh, all going on. Yeah, and she went up and she was like, "I would like to remove myself from the narrative," and like made this whole speech, and it became like a viral like, "Bitch, what the fuck do you mean? Like, you got yourself into this, right? (laughs) What?" I just, oh my god. I speaking of which, throwback to whenever Kim, this just whenever everyone dragged Taylor Swift, whenever Kim Kardashian went on and said, "Tune in tonight at 9 p.m. to Snapchat," 
Bitch, better believe I had her followed that minute. I wasn't following Kim Kardashian until <laughs> that point. I followed, I found that peach emoji and I followed her ass on Snapchat and I was sitting there at 9 p.m. waiting uh, to see. At the party? Oh, yeah. And it was a sight for surprise. Oh, my God. You, the Twitter. invention of receipts. Like, <laughs> I don't even, honestly, that moment gave me so much respect for Kim Kardashian because at the end of the day, she's a petty ass bitch. And I appreciate her for she, that. And, and at the time that this video was happening, she knew. She, she said, yeah. I'm going to record this shit. She I'm going to sure have did. this shit ready. She sure did. Okay, so let's go back a little bit, right? So I read this article. It's posted on The Atlantic by this guy named Spencer Kornhaber. And it reads, the queasy double message of Taylor Swift's You Need to Calm Down. Um, and this is the subtitle. The singer's pro-gay single strangely compares her struggles with fame to more dangerous kinds of persecution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... What I love about this article is it literally sums up everything that I thought was the problem. And what and he goes back in time to when Taylor Swift was um a country singer? No, not even that. She refused to take a stance on anything. Oh yeah. She was a cookie cutter cheerleader, football player, straight it was a straight narrative and I'm this good girl. And now all of a sudden at the end of her video, she's telling us to vote for our campaign. I'm sure you don't know who to call to vote on your damn, by your damn self. And guess what girl, you're not taking a stance that is going to endanger your listeners. If anything, it's going to do the opposite. You're going to become more popular and more famous because of the stance that you took. Why? Mm -hmm. Because all of your people listening to your music just bought pride tank tops at target. So they're clearly aligned with this narrative. Yeah. 10 years ago or five years ago when people were super hush hush and people were trying to pass like anti-transgender bathroom bills your ass was fucking silent you didn't say a damn thing that's why she still hasn't said shit about black lives matter because that's a divisive issue pride has become a super popular thing that people who don't even like gay people participate in Sorry, it's super annoying because it's just a cultural thing that people do now is we all get to wear rainbows and dance to our favorite drag queens and twirl our ponytails to Ariana Grande. It's like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, so in this article, he talks. So, okay, I'm going to talk about two things, right? In the article, speaking shade, he talks about how. um, She equates literally you need to calm down and negativity to people hating gay people right like throwing shade is so far removed from uh people people hate their lives being threatened because of their sexual and then he talks about how um uh black people um that were gay made that up and how that came up into the mainstream and he's like it's so interesting how she's talking about negativity and how that relates to her this seg- segues into the real thing that really pissed me the fuck off was at the end of the video when fucking stupid ass Katy Perry was in her fucking cheeseburger costume from the fucking <laughs> gala and fucking Girl. stupid ass Taylor Swift that campy ass now you want to be fucking campy this is camp bitch showed up in a french fry suit and then became best friends and gave each other a hug cuz it's clearly the bad blood is over that's what this video was really for right this whole thing was so Technically speaking, the whole bad blood thing with Katy Perry ended a year ago. Like that was I like don't a thing. give a fuck. I know. I don't either. I don't give one fuck. I don't give half a fuck. I don't give 0.25 fucks. But that being said. <laughs> Not 0.25. But that being said, 
that was a that was a year ago, but nobody actually gave a shit on it, and that's where I feel like now it's like, oh, nobody actually seemed to pay attention to the fact that me and Katy Perry are cool now. So like, let's make this a big deal. You know what really happened? Katy Perry was mad that no one paid attention to her fucking burger at the meet at the Met Gala. <laughs> at the Met so Gala. <laughs> <laughs> that might as well have been what the hell it was. <laughs> the meat gala. <laughs> the meat gala. <laughs> so showed up as a rack of ribs. Like, <laughs> Which, no, the rack of ribs was taken by Mary Kate and Ashley. Oh. That, oh. Ra- that rack of ribs. Oh my god. It hurts to laugh. I no longer want to live. Like Mary Kate and Ashley, as we said. Oh. That rack of ribs. It hurts to laugh. Meat comes right off the bone because there isn't a meat. Stop. That ain't how I like my ribs. I like that shit tender. Damn, oh my God. I, Shane, I have to give room. you props for that guy. That was so good. Holy shit, that was amazing. That was like that anyway. was quality. I wish I was paying you because wow. damn, you would have gotten a raise. <laughs> Fuck you for making me laugh. I told you it hurts to laugh. Oh my God, that was oh. so good. But anyway, I agree with you. I feel like this whole thing was just pandering, and it was like Taylor Swift's last ditch effort to become relevant again mm-hmm. because Kim dragged her. And with the Kim Exposed Taylor situation, and ev- she lost all credibility. Oh, yeah. Calvin Harris came out and said, she's a bitch. Like, what was the name of the, na- the, the pseudonym that she used? Yes. I don't even fucking know. That's how irrelevant she is. But Damn. That was... It, it was, was like Niall something. Like, Yeah. Amazing. And so she quite literally lost all Showberg. her credibility. At this point, it's like, she's... It's like... She's just scrounging up anything she can to like, please, people love me again. You guys love Sierra. Here she goes. You guys love the Fab Five. Throw them in there. Billy Porter, that was the guy that wore the uh, wings, right? Bring him too. <laughs> like literally, it's like remember, she Beyonce. Remember, she just ripped off the marching bands. Let's not forget about that. Cardi B was in it, right? Not, like all dra- those impersonators. Yeah. I'm like, this is a. This is a fucking mess. Like, I don't like when people make it very obvious that I'm being marketed to. Oh, yeah. And that's what it is. It's like, you think I'm stupid. You think I'm so dumb that I'm going to forget everything that you did in the past. And I'm just going to watch this and be like, well, she put a couple rainbows in there and Karama was eating a cupcake. So (laughs) I do like Taylor Swift. Like, no, as consumers, we are a lot smarter than that. We are not dumb. And that's what she, she, she's playing us. It's stupid. You know what she did not play us on? The most accurate thing in the video was her being in the fucking trailer. You piece of fucking trash. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh, bitch. Oh, that was the best thing you could have done during fuck. this video. I'm glad you did it at the beginning because oh it kept me God. watching. It did keep me watching too. I said, oh, finally, Taylor and her natural habitat. Oh, my God. Um, Y'all, I saw this one comment. It was like this probably like 13-year-old girl on like... Instagram on the Entertainment Weekly post about this video and she commented and she was like talking about the burgers and french fries and she was like B burgers plus french fries equals BFF with like all the heart emojis and I was like fuck this shit. This video fuck you girl. To me. <laughs> fuck you. Go back to class. Like per- is school even out yet? Yeah. This video fuck to you. me is perfectly is marketing not for the gay community and for people who are actually identified as LGBT or Q but really for those cisgender people who really want to fit in and like understand the cool trends of the time such as pride and those people love this video because they don't actually know any real gay people this is what they know of gay culture is this caricature of gay people like it's just ridiculous to me like let's pull any gay stereotype and throw it in this video and call it a day this honestly (laughs) this video speaks to a larger topic that has to do with just corporate america and how they've 
celebrated Pride this month, but I think we've talked about Taylor enough. We'll take a quick break and then we will touch on that in a few. What do they say? I don't know. It's in Portuguese. What? And then we laugh. <laughs> All right. Hey, hi, tea honeys. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, cool. So we're back. We had to blow off some steam after watching Taylor Swift appropriate an entire group of persecuted people. I just cannot. <laughs> like, when does the colonizing stop? Like, what? Shane, please tell me. Do white people just, are you just born with a colonizing gene? We're just like, I would love to steal this from someone. No? <laughs> Only some people get Answer it? Answer the question. I mean, I don't know. I don't colonize people. You don't. So Not you think yet. it's just some people who do it? Like, her ancestors are slave owners or something? I don't know. Because I need genetic. answers. I would never look at somebody else's, like, Something that they created and said, oh, I'm going to take ownership of that. That seems really cool. I'm going to go ahead and take that for mine. Are you targeting me for the Lin-Manuel Miranda conversation earlier? No, I'm asking oh. you about Taylor Swift. <laughs> but I see that you feel some type of way about it. But he also does it. And he's actually not white. So I guess some people are just born colonizers. Regardless Ooh. of what they look like. Um, speaking of people taking something for their own benefit... I want to know how you guys feel about this. This Pride Month, I have noticed an alarming amount of support from corporate America. Um, it seems like everybody has a rainbow version of their logo. Everybody. Like, mm -hmm. liter Publix had a rainbow version of their logo. I was like, damn, mm -hmm. okay. You know who didn't? Chick-fil-A. They, like, <laughs> they were like, oh, God. <laughs> their logo turned black. Have you for seen the, the meme of, of, like, the person, like, like literally, like, <laughs> like scared like in the person behind them like yelling and it's like corporate America and then it's like Chick-fil-A like <gasps> frightened <laughs> no I haven't seen it but they should be scared bitches but I want to know your thoughts how do we feel about this influx of support you start first okay <laughs> that, yeah you're our expert come. you're our LGBTQ expert okay don't expert. call me an expert because I'm really not I, I'm what I, I get to preface this I get told almost every time that I go to the gay clubs that I'm the problem with the gay community. <gasps> I get told this all the time at gay clubs by drunk oh gay men God. who get mad at me for... I don't even know what. Which, Anyways. I'm, honestly, I don't have a hard time believing that. You're a problem hey. in a lot of communities, so... You're not wrong. Um, <laughs> but I will say this. Anyways. I appreciate your voice on our podcast. I know that I have privilege as a cisgendered person who is straight. I think a lot of cisgendered people do not look at themselves and think about the privilege they have in that way. But it is a huge privilege for me to be a straight cisgender person. Well, like, on the same note, it's a big privilege for me to be a white man. So true. I get that too. But I appreciate it. I just um, want you to know that yeah. at any point, if we're saying something that maybe is not accurate or is insensitive to the community, I always want to hear that. And I want to be corrected 100%. You know me. Co you know that I would say something. I know you definitely any would. You what? Would. Even if I said something right, you would still correct me. True. Anyway. Okay, so... I was talking to a friend of mine recently. You have friends? And um, <laughs> I have a couple. I have a couple. Oh. They're only online. <laughs> um, just kidding. They're in person. They sometimes. live in Canada. Um, but no, they... Um, so, I am on a bit of a different fence than a lot of people are, I think, with this, which is I know that a lot of people are mad about it and they're angry with it. However, 
from a more optimistic perspective, I look at this in a way that I understand there are companies that are doing this, that are using it as a means to capitalize and get more business. I get that. I do. I understand that. However, in the capitalist society that we live in, I also understand that, that, that sometimes business practices like that are necessary. You focus based on what's in at the time. Mm-hmm. And to me, from an optimistic approach, that to me says that acceptance is growing. The conversations are being spoken about more often. And I, that's what I was talking to my friend about recently was I was like, you know, I saw these posts that all these people were like, like telling all these companies to like take these away. Like you don't have any right to like have this. And like you're just capitalizing on like LGBT culture. And like, well, yes, I do agree with that in a sense. That's absolutely what a lot of these companies are doing. I also see that as a sign of success. I see that as a sign of growth. So that most of corporate America right now is incorporating a rainbow into their logo or they are like marching in pride parades or their you know their ads are starting to just incorporate like gay couples in them and things like that for this month or their slogan has pride in it or something like that like to me that is exposure and it's acceptance and while I do understand that not all attention is good attention I think in this situation a lot of it is just in the sense that it's exposing and it's making things quote-unquote like normal like it is becoming like a thing like you're seeing everywhere you're being surrounded by it so if you're going to be prejudiced against it if you're going to be against it you can't walk down the street without seeing rainbow flags everywhere you know what i mean and it makes you feel a little bit outnumbered so in that regard i don't have a problem with it i do think that it is important i do have a friend actually in new york um who whenever i was up there a couple weeks ago everywhere that we would go that we would pass somewhere with a rainbow like on their logo or something like that he would like open up his phone and he would make a note of it. And I was like, what are you doing? And he told me that he was going through and at the end of the day, he would go through and he would actually like look up what the, they've done, what they the do. And exactly. And I was like, you know, I think that's important. I think that that's great. I think that's like awesome to know who are the ones that we should really be supporting in this month that like, oh, like, like Nike. Nike has had the beach movement like from mm-hmm. the beginning. They've always been huge on that. Target's also Target, a huge. Lot. Yeah. There are some other ones that just, that don't. Like, they're, they are definitely jumping on the bandwagon. So, in that situation, I would say, okay, I'm not going to support those people for this month, at least. Like, if I usually buy their products outside the month, you know, I probably still will. But, for the month of Pride, I'm not going to give in to your, your Pride discounts and your Pride merchandise and shit like that. But, I can, from a distance, say, you know what, thank you. Like, thank mm-hmm. you for the exposure. Thank you for accepting it and for putting it on your slogan. Even though you're trying to use it to make money, I'm not going to make you that money, personally. But... I can't appreciate the sentiment. I agree with a lot of the things that you said. I totally agree that um, it does speak to the times. The fact that businesses think that supporting Pride will make them money is a huge thing. Because five years ago, supporting Pride would lose oh, yeah. money. You, you so this yourself. it's speaking to the climate mm-hmm. of the world that we're living in, which is a huge big deal. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the biggest Pride Month in history, which is a huge thing it is the fact that we've like finally 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 pushed a straight pride parade i think is incredible i'm like okay as ridiculous as that shit is the fact that people now feel like they have to have one to me is like that success of the gay pride movement that's like you know what like Mm -hmm. you you fine you now you're so fucking worked up and uncomfortable with it that you need to have your own straight pride parade fantastic i have like and it's gonna be boring as hell people are gonna be wearing their cargo shorts and flip flops (laughs) They're jorts. They're jorts. I honestly have a gene, like a genetic imbalance, I think, where 
I get so personally offended by things like that. Like, it fucking pisses me off. Like, Chipotle, not Chipotle, like, Chick- Chipotle, you're fine. Although you did kill people with E. coli. But anyway, yeah, exactly. Chick-fil-A, I <laughs> honestly have a huge problem with them to the point that it's personal. Like, I can't separate the fact that they have good chicken from the fact that they quite literally support putting children through conversion programs. Like, that shit makes me sick. This whole entire straight parade situation makes me sick. I wish I could see those people in real life and punch them in the fucking face because it's just so unfathomably disgusting to me that you would even need to push something like that. Like, it just pisses me off. I'm like, why? Why are we... Why as human beings are you so full of hate? Like, I just don't understand it. But my thing that I really worry about is the fact that Pride Month becomes just a month-long thing where these companies are showing support for the month. Like, okay, what about the other 11 months out of the year where children are bullied into committing suicide or that transgender women are disappearing off the face of the earth and no one gives a fuck? Like, I don't want you to support... Just like, I feel the same way about Black History Month too. I don't want you to support me during Black History Month for those 28 days and call it a day. How about the fact that... The shortest month of the year. Right. How about the fact Mm -hmm. that there are young LGBTQ people and old people struggling every day being persecuted against every day i want to know what you're doing to make a lasting impression cute you gave a fifty thousand dollar donation to this organization i'm proud of you for that what are you doing the other 11 months out of the year and it doesn't even have to be giving money it's called what is your company culture what are you teaching do you have a tolerance program within your company where you speak about people's differences and how they should be celebrated. Like, what is it that you're doing? Because this shit is just really getting old of companies marketing to us in a way that seems meaningful and mm-hmm. thinking that we're dumb. Like, it just bothers me. I'm like, I wish you, they would give us some more credit. And we're, as consumers, we care a lot more than these companies think about their ethics. And it's starting to show. But we also have computers and we can look into this. Like, I don't want you to give a donation during the month of June and then I hear not a single peep about it. A company I will always support, even though they do be getting my coins with their high prices, is Starbucks. I love Starbucks. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have problems with Starbucks because there are racist videos of things happening at Starbucks. But Starbucks as a company really takes intolerance by the horns and says, we are going to close our store. Every single store is closed for a day because we need to address this problem. You remember that white girl too that was on on, uh, Twitter and she was tweeting about how like she's not going to be able to get her like... That's Latte. like the one morning like she like needs to be at Starbucks and like she's not gonna stop and get it. Someone's like, okay, Jenny, like sorry that you're not gonna be able to stop and get your fucking coffee, like so that this like company can actually teach policies on discrimination. Right. Make it at home. Like these are things that I really um, the company that I work for really short segue, but we recently had a area marketing meeting where we were talking about the Atlanta area and kind of like what do the people of Atlanta, how do they like to be marketed to? And one of the things that we brought up is the fact that Atlanta is a really young city full of lots of millennials and millennials don't like knowing that they're being marketed to. The best way to market to millennials is to put your money where your mouth is and to have a very strong ethics program. Mm -hmm. Like they, we want to know we're Googling it. We are shopping places where we know that uh, we're shopping at Warby Parker because we know they give glasses to a child in need. We're wearing Toms because for one pair that we buy, we're giving to somebody else. Nobody likes Toms that much. They're fucking hideous. They look like a paper bag folded over, but I wear them because I know that I'm giving to somebody else. So these companies that are just plastering pride all over their logos are really not, they're not tricking anyone. It's just ridiculous. But 
I will say on that note, though, I do think that it is, while it's not a huge stride, it is a step in the right direction. I agree. And my thing is, I would much rather this, I would much rather have a lot of companies with empty promises at this point who are at least plastering a rainbow logo on their, or a rainbow on their logo, than not at all. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I understand that you're doing it for that, but our generation, I believe, what you're just saying with millennials, like, is also going to help that progress mm -hmm. in the future. People are going to stop shopping these places. And now that people are actually looking it up, honestly, these places, these places that aren't, that are, they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot, which is where I think this could be a positive thing. They are having these empty, like, this empty support mm -hmm. that they've exposed themselves to where people are looking it up. And now they're looking it up when they might not have, in the, uh, like, otherwise. They might have assumed that, oh, they, you know, they're probably not against, like, homosexual like you know they're not against the lgbt community however maybe they're not donating anything maybe they have no policy maybe they have no they don't give one shit about it and them plastering a logo on to get more business is only going to expose them whenever the millennials who are looking it up on their phone and googling it are like actually no the fuck you don't and so they're not gonna they're gonna stop getting that kind of business yeah so in anything i think it's a positive thing and i, I would much you. rather it be the situation that it's in now than otherwise um one of my favorite so i'm gonna give my worst h&m I know you're still trying to recover from that whole monkey scandal, oh but uh, having oh Laverne Cox that was so bad. and Ricky Thompson and all of these people that are gay <laughs> plastered on your walls Literally. is too soon. Yes. Like, <laughs> I don't think this was a good marketing move. However, my favorite marketing move... Um, so the banks need to calm down. They like, do. Every, oh, the banks, the banks are ridiculous. Are, the banks are, are hilarious. Like, banks, you know how you need to support me? Put some money in my fucking account. <laughs> <laughs> Stop charging me that overdraft fee. That's how you support me this I'm much, I'm going to walk bitch. into my bank now and go, listen, I'm gay. It's probably my, put some fucking money in that. That's what like, I do during I, Black History Month. Right. People try Please. me and I go to the back and say, uh, uh, Sarah, you I need to go gays, handle right? that because it's Black History Month. I don't need to deal with that. This oh my, <laughs> like, seriously, like, stop. But my favorite favorite was JetBlue. I don't know if you guys know about this, but no. JetBlue, they're known for naming their planes, right? So they named one of their planes Shantae Blue Stay. That's <gasps> um, so funny. And they I had... That. that is very cute. Yeah. They had Trixie Mattel and Bob the Drag Queen do this whole commercial, basically. Okay, Bob the Drag Queen is the meta person that we were all waiting for. Bob yeah. the Drag Queen is an artist. I don't care what anybody says. Like, and it's Trixie beautiful. is like... Okay, fine, Trixie, you're popular. But Trixie Bob the Artist... Uh, Bob, 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 Bob the Drag, Bob queen, the drag queen is an artist. Like, yeah. Sorry, that so, was a segue, but I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Go ahead. So they had them do, like, the in-flight precautions, and it's this whole... That's just hilarious. look it up. It's it's perfect and you have I don't know if the people on the plane knew what was happening I think they just kind of got on the plane one day and filmed it because everybody was like oh my gosh they didn't look like extras if that makes sense and I know what an extra looks like I love that <laughs> I've been one <laughs> actually I have not I, I have not either, still waiting to get cast so I have an extra <laughs> yikes me too yikes um, no I do I, 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 I appreciate your stance on this Shane because it it did change my mind a lot about a lot of things but one thing that really bothers me is when companies use people's very hard like existence as and reduce that to like a marketing ploy that oh, will absolutely. always make me and mad. I agree like it does it, it's it's it is infuriating however that's business yeah and it is. that's where I'm like you know like business always capitalizes on struggle and that and then to me 
Like, yep. I understand it, but also I, I prefer to look at it in the sense of its exposure and its acceptance and that it reflects the society that we live in. And if Pride Month is becoming this huge thing, it means that the exposure and the acceptance is growing. And that's where I'm fine with it. Very cool. All right. Well, we only have like just half of the month left, which is so sad. I love Pride Month. Mm -hmm. It's the best. It's a time where we get to celebrate happy times. People who are loving and caring and just want to exist in a world where it is okay for them to do that and i am all for it that being said the only pride activities that i've done have been make out in the back of a gay club oh my gosh so, ew i know doesn't get any gayer than that do you like my name of your story what did you call it again i forget but like i two men it. one bathroom yes two men one bathroom <laughs> like two girls one pub thank you Amanda. Yes. you're welcome <laughs> for our younger audience you may so not have been on the internet when that was a phenomenon. That was a damn mess, literally. Ugh, I don't even want to talk about it. I just shuddered, like, quite literally. <laughs> Look up Blue Waffle. <laughs> Ew, okay. Are we in eighth grade? <laughs> what are you doing? What the fuck? Yeah. Don't look that up. <laughs> Did Sherry just find that, like, two days ago? <laughs> right. <laughs> From the All right. I was 13. This has gotten way out of hand. We will be right back with royalty you know, after this. Me. I want to eat that. <laughs> All right, we are back for yes. Royal TB. We sure are, Daddy. Okay. Daddy. <laughs> so we had a very special guest last week, and I'm just going to go ahead and dial her in because we have some great news to tell her. Gross. Did she win? Wait for the suspenseful <laughs> moment. Is she? Hello. <gasps> Bianca, hi. Is that Bianca Baskins? Oh my goodness, did you guys miss me already from last week's episode? My goodness. We did miss you, girl, but <laughs> I wanted to tell you some really shocking news. Oh my goodness, what's the tea? <laughs> you won royalty last week. <laughs> ah, I won royalty last week. Mom, did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> She is so extra. Oh my god! I have to tell you. So what's what's my gift? Like, um, do I get like a Dunkin' Donuts gift card or something? Like, your gift is we're to, broke. Yeah, to be decided. Honestly, the oh. gift was you stayed at my house for free. So. <laughs> true, true. Okay, so I have to let you know every single person voted for you, except for oh me. Oh my god! I voted for myself. <laughs> Wow, Amanda. Hater, hater. I know, but you won, so you get to choose who tells their story first this week. Oh, okay, so honestly, right now, my favorite person out of the trio is going to be Shane. So, Shane can go. How are you everyone's favorite? Why why does Shane have all these damn fans? Everyone is obsessed with Shane, and he is so regular. I'm going to make my own merch. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, B, I'll talk to you later. Thanks for the dial in. Bye. Bye. I well, am so before you start. Well. Fuck you. Why do they like you so much? Listen, y'all What does he fans. do? He's but, the same he drank you've the same been gone Taylor twice. Swift drink. What are you talking about? We went to the same witch doctor. <laughs> yeah, you guys went to the same witch doctor and put a spell on all of us. Alright. You're not even well, here half the damn time. Why? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I'm the only one who's had a absence in the in two, the whole bitch. thing. Two, two, two. I know. Well, two unexcused I mean absences, any, bitch. I mean, any y'all Third have been one on all is of an them. Automatic fail. See what the fans think of that. Oh. All right. Anyways. I'm triggered. <laughs> okay. I'm triggered. So, I'm triggered. Settle in, kids. We are gonna talk about some of this shit of the week. Ooh. All right. So. We're throwing it back to Taylor Swift. We are. So, there was an article released by The Onion this weekend. I live for The Onion. That is my favorite thing that I've read in a while. So, without further ado, let's dive in. Headline. Taylor Swift inspires teen to come out a straight woman needing to be at the center of gay rights narratives. Oh! Now, from Upper Arlington, Ohio. Describing how the pop singer's latest music video provided the encouragement she had been looking for, local teen Gabriella Bowman was reportedly inspired Monday by Taylor Swift to come out as a straight woman needing to be at the center of the gay rights narrative. Stop. As soon as the video for the Pride Anthem opened with a close shot of Taylor's face, my heart stopped and I thought, that's me, said Bowman, who explained how watching the artist used LGBTQ iconography to advance her career empowered the 17-year-old to arrive at an epiphany about wresting a movement out of marginalized people's hands and into her own. Oh! <laughs> For my whole life, I've lived in shame and fear about the mere idea of making Pride Month about me. People always tried to tell me that I should let others speak for themselves, that they should control their own narratives. They even told me that I was quote-unquote confused. And even though Taylor Swift has now shown me that it's okay to be me, it still breaks my heart that there are still so many straight people out there who haven't yet stepped forward to make LGBTQ equality all about them. Goodbye. At press time, Bowman had assembled a group of her closest gay friends and family members to inform them that she was their leader now. And that's it. That is quite literally exactly how I feel about that video. Why did the onion come for Taylor Swift's neck like that? Like someone call and see if this bitch is okay. Like she's definitely she's in not, an ICU somewhere. She's barely breathing. Even her fucking rainbow tubes tied up to her. EKG is fucking bumping to the tune of I don't even know. And Sierra's there somewhere. Sierra is the deacon <laughs> praying over her lifeless oh body. <laughs> what? The onion is a mess. I, I love the onion. Oh my god, I fucking live for that. That is some. If there's one thing I love, it is when major like publications and corporations come for celebrities. I'm like, please oh, I love that shit. Clickhole and the onion are my two favorite news sites. I agree. They're fake as shit, and I love it. It's incredible. Okay, who's next? You go next. Okay, so since this is our LGBTQ episode for Pride, um, my royalty is also in that same vein. So because I'm a freak, I love TLC. What kind of freak? Any kind you like, babe. Wow, so are we flirting? We are flirting. You sent me a picture of your dick two weeks ago. Don't I forget. Did. I, I didn't did. get one. Okay, you, you guys. I asked... yes, you got the same picture. No, I sent no, it to no. You, you didn't you send it to me. No, I, I asked him for it. She did. She told me to send her a new. And then so I, I said, sent her well, new... send me one. And you said no, and I sent you one. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Go to our message history right now while Amanda's looking. You can find it right there. It's peeking out. Anyways. Ooh. It's just the, like, the, t- it's just the, the top. The it's shaft. like a little tease. Top of the shaft. Yeah. A little tease. Um, okay, so, I because I'm a weirdo, I 
ever since I can remember, had this weird obsession with, like, very strange stories. Like, did you guys ever watch, like, all those TLC specials, like Mermaid Girl, or, like, Extreme mm-hmm. Cheapskates, or, like, Hoarders, or, like, any of that My weird 600 pound life. My 600 pound life. Yes. I live for those weird ass specials. I don't know why. It is so fascinating to me. So, I recently discovered Facebook. There's, like, a Facebook page where they do a show on these extremely strange relationships it's called extreme love so they do kinds of different weird stories like this one guy is married to a sex doll um (laughs) like i don't know they do like mail order brides they do like sugar baby lifestyles like it's very it's all very interesting stories and definitely stuff that is right up my alley because i need to know what a sugar baby lives like like i'm dying to know okay so there was a very very on theme story on extreme love not too long ago about um a husband and wife who were married and then the husband was transgender and revealed this to his wife and started to transition the wife was super unsupportive about it and was like let's give them names so the husband's name for all intents and purposes is a jamie okay so the husband's name is jamie that's a good one and the wife will call her mary so jamie and mary were married for many years and jamie was harboring a secret that he at the time was transgender so mary was very unsupportive and anybody who's ever transitioned will tell you it is an arduous process and it is not very comfortable at all so jamie was feeling abandoned by mary they ended up getting a divorce and separating mary had been so unsupportive that she had given remarks about how like Jamie transitioning doesn't make her a woman and how she'll always be a man because that's what she was born as in that she's not fooling anyone with her transition like super fucked up shit like it was just not okay um like totally transphobic like you have a problem so Fast forward, Jamie has transitioned and is living her best life, looking good as hell, body snatched, hair laid, makeup beat, better than Mary ever did with her crusty ass, let me talk to the manager haircut. So Now, Jamie, she's attracted to women. Still. Hold on. Okay. Uh-oh. So, Mary, at this point, has a new man and is talking about how, you know, they've lived together for quite some time now and he understands her and he's really been a confidant for her during this whole Jamie's transitioning phase and they're thinking about getting married so Jamie well Jamie really wanted to meet the new man in Mary's life so they have a meetup they go to like a very nonchalant lunch or whatever and they sit down and seemingly like the whole thing is very uncomfortable and i'm like oh my god this is awful like i almost wanted to fast forward because i'm like this is so awkward like how can people be so transphobic and disgusting so they have their lunch they all part ways then there's like a cut to mary just like in a confessional setting like crying and they're like tell us what happened and she's crying and she's like i can't believe that that he would do this to me and this is just terrible and like this is awful like i can't even believe this is happening to me my life is a nightmare long story short thank god jamie snatched ass stole mary's man right from under her when she had no fucking idea and because mary has no backbone at all and is crying like the fucking transphobic pussy that she is she's just sitting there blubbering about how 
awful this is and how she needs a man to validate her da 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 the way the story ends another plot twist they're the three of them are in a relationship and that's the end oh damn she still made wow. it out okay yeah oh, well, wow everybody needs love they though. added her in for pity you know that but right and wow. moral of the story, don't be transphobic because guess what? Trans women are real women and they will steal your men all the same, bitch. Snatch them right up. Snatched. Okay, go ahead, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, since we have an LGBTQ vein, mine is also about a wild night in Atlanta. All right. Okay. Yeah. So this one night, everyone knows when you go out in Atlanta... I'm from Miami, so the clubs never close. For some reason, the clubs close at, like, 2.30. Why? But that's neither here nor there. I'll take that up with uh, the government in, in a couple years. It's probably, like, <sighs> a religious thing. You know how we can't have mimosas? It's probably the same shit. That's bad business, but... It is. All right. Moving the on. The day clubs close at 3, and there's one that opens next door until 5. 7, excuse me. How is that fair? Because the gays get what the gays want. Whatever. Essentially, yeah. So, um, we, me and two other people, no, three other people, it was actually two women that were kind of hooking up. Like, it was their first time being out together and they were like really snuggly. And then one of my other friends at the time. And we were looking for something to do. It's 2.30 and we're like, okay, like, we're kind of lit, but we don't want to go home. What should we do? So we're like, you know what? Let's go to a sex shop. Oh, yes. And we're like, yeah, let's go Did to a go sex to shop. you go to Tokyo Valentino? Yeah. So we yes. Tokyo Valentine. <laughs> it's Tokyo Valentine. Oh, Tokyo Valentine. And we're looking around. We're just He's looking here. at, just the, right. at the oh, toys. Oh, I've been in there, though. Oh, I've been in there. I love it. No? You sh- I haven't gone to the basement, though. Okay, can you let me tell my fucking yes, story? How annoying. I'm, I'm so mad right now. I'm I'm so sabotage you. He just so sabotaged me. I'm okay, so okay, but they don't know what's in the basement, so go. Anyway, so Tokyo Valentine, if you know where it's located in Atlanta, it's located by some of the gay bars in Atlanta, by um, Ansley Park. Mm-hmm. So uh, that particular one. We walk inside, we're looking around, it's, it's really dark in there, of course it's open 24 mm-hmm. hours, and it's a really nice sex shop, everything is really expensive. Oh, lovely. And I was looking at everything and I was like, Oh my gosh, like you can get this at Starship for literally a third of the price. But all right. What so Starship? Starship? You've never been to Starship? No. no girl. That sounds like oh, okay. Dollar Tree of sex shops. It is. Okay, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so it's literally down the street from Tokyo Valentine. Tokyo Valentine is the upscale one. Gotcha. So we're walking around. Has neon signs. Yes. So we're walking around and the two women that we were with that were kind of canoodling, they go, there's this part of Tokyo Valentine that's kind of like a, it's like a display room for like straps and Mm. contraptions. And so they were kind of playing in there. So we kind of left them, right? And all of a sudden the clerk comes up to us and the clerk goes, hey. And we're like, hey. And we're just looking at stuff. He goes, oh, so what are you guys interested in buying? Like, you guys need anything for yourself? And I kind of realized, oh, he kind of likes me. I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, okay, so so what are you guys doing later? I was like, I'm going home. Like, what do you mean? Without you. Without, right. Like, he was like, okay, well, we can get one of these toys. And I was like, I'm good. Ew. Thanks, though. So. You should have said please. And you should have bought a super long dildo and slapped him in the face with it. <laughs> no need to buy it. <laughs> anyway, he was acting like he was the plug, but they're like butt plugs right here. I'm like, I'm okay. All right. Oh, my God. I am good. 
And he kind of looks at us and he goes, are you guys bored? And we go, yeah, why? He goes, you want to have a tour? Is it a tour of what? Like, yeah. we just walked around the whole fucking Fuck yeah, I do. Uh, sex shop. He's Fuck like, yeah, no, I, do. I don't know if you know this, but there's this huge um, gay sex club Fuck yeah. downstairs. Fuck I said, yeah. hold on, there's a downstairs? He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, you want to have a tour? I never do this, but I'm going to take you on a tour of the sex club. And we said, fuck yeah, we want to have a Absolutely. tour. Absolutely. Oh my God. So Tokyo Valentine is on a hill and I didn't know that it literally in the drops back. down in the back. So we go downstairs. There's a private lot back there. I know. I'm private about to tell lot. my story. We're Like a private parking lot. Okay. Uh, so clearly you've been there, bitch, but let me <laughs> tell my story. Damn. Shane is the tour guide. Can I tell my story? Okay, so we, the butt plug. <laughs> so we walk downstairs, and the guy has a flashlight, right? Because a um, flashlight or a flashlight? No, a flashlight. <laughs> 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 wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry, sure. I'm done. I'm done. Wow. <laughs> Are you done? Yeah. Okay. So the guy has a flashlight. They see four women, and they go. Um, $60. He goes, no, they're with me. And they go, okay. So we get in. If when you walk in, there's like one little dim tungsten light at the beginning, looking like it's about to be like a horror show. And then all of a sudden darkness, but he has a flashlight. So we walk in, we said, where are we? It literally looked like we were an American horror story, like asylum or some shit, but everything was dark. So he's like, oh, okay, I don't do well. Let me on. show you what goes on down here. So he goes, okay, so I'm going to show you the levels. I said, levels. He goes, yeah, there are three floors. Over here are the locker rooms because this is open 24-7. And literally you see people walking out with gym bags, like literally in suit and tie, getting ready to go to work. My, This is like three o'clock in the morning or maybe 3.30 by this time. And we're just looking around. We have a flashlight. So people are like running away from the flashlight. Like, oh shit, I don't need to be seen. <laughs> I don't need to be exposed in here. So he shows us the little rooms. So he's like, he, I guess he's also trying to like get my attention. And I'm like, okay, I'm here for this experience. I'm not here for you. So keep on giving the tour. Don't worry about if you think I'm aroused. Cause I'm not. Thank oh, you. Moving on. around. So we, we started going to the different rooms. I didn't know that sex mixture. clubs had all of these compartments. So like we go to this, there's this opening. Oh, it literally looks like a club, but in the middle is this contraption and you sit on it and there's straps on it and then lounges around. So people literally, you strap someone in and you, I guess you can watch someone like get fucked. Right? So we saw that room and they were like, yeah, he goes, yeah, why don't you guys get on it? We're like, no, thank you. Show us to the next room. He goes upstairs. <laughs> this is the all dark room. He goes, there's no light in here, so I can't bring my flashlight in. He goes, but people are literally running away. So you're like, but if you walk in there, you cannot turn the lights off. I said, oh shit. So then we're passing by everything. It's the, it was the craziest time. I literally felt like I was an American horror story. Like, and people are just, all you hear are groans and grunts and literally neon lights. And we're coming by and we see glory holes. And he goes, oh my God, put your hand in. So we did. No one put their dick in her hand. And I was so mad. And they were like, what the fuck? Yeah, because they saw the light. They were like, what are these women doing in here? Because the this police? is a like, <laughs> Is this the police? Is this a sting? And we saw people in there. They were just sitting there. It was so awkward because they knew we were there. We They knew that we were getting a tour. And it's like, people kept on looking at us. We would walk by and they'd go, what the fuck? Like, they talk, they're, they're, they were like, do you understand that people kind of wait for, like, a woman to come in here? Because, you know, it's something different. Like, they may not be interested in you, but it's, like, a different, it's a different experience. Kind of whole. Right. So it's a different kind of hole. And there's so many toys everywhere. And I was like, 
this is insane. And to be honest, it was kind of like going to the Museum of Ice Cream, but you know how the Museum of Ice Cream, if you went to the one in Miami, like you had to travel through to get to the next compartment. That's literally like once a door shut, like you might be able to go back in, but you should probably go forward. Like Ikea. Yeah, sure. (laughs) It was a Sunday Ikea trip. Different kind of cream. And it was so cool. And after we left, he goes, okay, so were you hooking up today? And I said, no, goodbye. Thank you. Oh my God. And that's the end of my story. I love that. Fuck you guys. You guys ruined it. Go how did we ruin it? Shane, how did I ruin what? it? They don't know what it is. I just said there was a basement. I didn't know there were all those compartments. I'll be totally honest. I thought it was just I, one big I basement had, people No, fucked. no, no, no. It's Whoa. it's floors. Like, it looks like a school almost. Damn. Like, I you walk in. You When you walk in the door, it, like, opens. It's like, it, it, and the gym is on this side, essentially, because there's showers over here. And then you walk into the different compartments. Shane's about to become the manager of the basement at Tokyo Valentine. Right? Tell my current company to look out. They're going to go, where are you going? I'm going to go, I'm working at Tokyo Valentine. All right. Well, that is the episode. Um, <laughs> I loved this episode. I, I liked the theme. Time. I had a great time. We talked about something super important. And I'm so happy to be an ally. Kiki Kaka. And for my friends and loved ones and people that I do not know to use me in any way that I can be helpful. Um, so that's it for this week. If you do not already, you need to like, comment, subscribe, tell you're okay. If you're listening to this, a job, this is your assignment for the week. Tell three people who you know that are not listening to this podcast that they need to be listening to this podcast. Because I think we can all agree that we come with some good shit every single week and it's been 10 episodes. So we're seasoned at this point. All right. Well, that's it. That's the end of it. Time to get a rack of ribs. Time to get a rack of ribs. Oh, merch coming soon. We're brainstorming after this. So merch, it's coming. People <laughs> were asking about it, mostly my mom, but it's on the way. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.